Welcome to Piloting Arrowleaf. I'm Stephanie, and this is my husband, Kyle. Hello. This podcast is our digital diary as we upend our life, restore our sense of adventure, and move across the country onto a sailboat with our two cats and our dog, Pilot. This is Piloting Arrowleaf. All right, we're back with part two. Part two, uh, yard work. Yard work. Kind of. Kind of. Boat yard. So I'm at the hotel during this week with the cats and the dog, and I'm working working and doing some work on the boat's website, archiving a lot of our photos and videos and, and stuff that we've already taken. We like kind of just let our memory cards get full, and that was a mistake. Yeah. Because I like to organize, organize everything and really kind of, so I have a lot of folders in like my photo area of my computer or whatever. And so I like to, you know, categorize every She's OCD about how she uploads her photos and she doesn't like to do it because she knows she's OCD. And so she had (laughs) 4,000 photos she had to organize and sort and date and locate. All from like the end of March until now, July. Yeah. Yeah, that and that was just so so daunting. But probably nothing like what you were doing up there in Nana Cortez. So yeah, I would leave at about seven in the morning or so. Seven thirty, yeah. eight o'clock, somewhere around there to get up there for nine thirty. Because the yard I believe opened at eight and then it was open until five thirty. And that and they were pretty strict with that. Like they would close the gate at yeah. five thirty. Whether um, or not you're in there. No, they just make you get out. Oh. <laughs> you have to stop whatever you're doing mid-project. Oh. They don't care if you're oh. done or not. You have to get well, out. Well, that's less dramatic then. No, yeah. So, well, one of the big things was our boat, obviously, in this DIY yard, when they said they had electrical hookups, they meant for tools. Yeah. For stuff like that. Not a boat hookup. No. So our boat did not have shore power, did not have anything so we had to throw out an entire boat's worth of freezer and fridge oh, goods right. because I thought, I asked if they had hookups in the yard, which the oh. other yard we were at did have oh, no. boat hookups. Yeah, so I got right. back to the boat and it stunk. Our batteries had died overnight because I didn't even think about it. I'm oh, just no. so used to just doing that. And I didn't turn on the inverter. I didn't do anything to try to save the food because I just didn't think of it. Like, we were getting rushed out of the yard at Mm -hmm. night that night. And so when I came back, obviously the freezer had stopped, the fridge had stopped, and it was starting to smell. So I had to take two garbage bags full of food that we had just bought and throw them out. Which made me feel nauseous. (laughs) It was (laughs) nauseated, I guess. Well, this this whole, like, haul out has just been, like, a, a dark cloud. Like, because we were supposed to get the engine installed and not doing that, like, I'm still, like, heartbroken and sad. Yeah. And... So the batteries didn't arrive. The guy that we had lined up to do the work fell through. Yeah. Because we just took too long with our boat closing process and with getting the engine. The engine did arrive. It did, yeah. The day that we got hauled out. Mm -hmm. It arrived. I checked it. It's a big boat going by. I checked it, and they put the, they put everything kind of in with their. They have like a big locked garage, and so they showed me where it was going to be, and they let me take pictures of it, and make sure that I 
that everything was there and mm -hmm. categorize it and inventory it or whatever. And so I took some pictures of that, of the whole palette of everything we got. And then they locked up the garage for the night. And then that was the night we got hauled out and everything. Yeah. Um, so that was fine. So the next morning I had to figure out how to get about 450 pounds of electrical engine components and parts and a sail drive onto our boat, which was now 15 feet off the ground for our freeboard mm -hmm. um, by myself mm -hmm. because I was the only one there. Yeah. So Sprout, our dinghy, became a crane. Oh, and I sprout. used the dinghy arch to raise basically one heavy piece at a time because yeah. I didn't want to overload the davits and I didn't want to overload anything. And I knew it could hold at least the weight of the dinghy plus a bit more because yeah. we had put stuff in it and it held fine. And I knew the dinghy could hold whatever. The dinghy can hold like 1,300 pounds, but the davits I wasn't sure about. And the dinghy was pretty heavy, but I know that they can hold much heavier dinghies than ours. Right. So I figured I probably had at least... 200 pounds I could put in it safely. Yeah. Um, but I, I separated the boxes out. I separated, like, the sail drive itself I would have to put in alone because that weighed probably 100 pounds, pretty close to 100, 100 to 120 pounds probably mm -hmm. just for the sail drive because it was heavy and had a big steel plate on it that they use for the yeah. regeneration, the hydro regeneration. Mm -hmm. So I lifted that into Sprout onto one of the cockpit cushions and I secured it down and then I raised the dinghy with the winches. Mm -hmm. I did it by hand, not with the winches running because the batteries were dead. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I raised it like that by hand four times Jeez. with each load about a hundred and something pounds. And then I had to get each load, I got everything into the cockpit first, um, except for the last box, which was the biggest, heaviest box. That one was probably 150 pounds, 100, it was heavy, really, really heavy. And it was a big square box. Um, so I got that in by itself. And then that box did not fit through the companion way. Mm -hmm. So that box I had to pull apart, pull each individual component out, which ended up being the actual motors for the electric motors. There's two of them that kind of connect to the sail drive. And they were insanely heavy. And each like had that. like 15 feet of hosing attached to them, pre-attached to them. So I had to get everything nice. And they were connected to each other, of course. Mm -hmm. So they were massively heavy, bulky, with a ton of hose. I had to carry both of them outside of the box, down the stairs, and get them put somewhere securely, safely. And I kept them in their like plastic bags that they came in, mm -hmm. that they were packaged in and wrapped up and everything. But they were just unbelievably heavy. Yeah. And I almost fell down the companionway stairs carrying it, and it was so heavy. I would have crashed right through the floor easily. Those things would have broken right through the sole of the boat. They were Jeez. so heavy. All right, well, good but, thing that So that didn't have. happen. So we got, I got everything safely locked away, put away, and just stored. Because, really sad. Yeah, very sad, because I wanted to get this installed. I wanted to get the diesel engine out, and I wanted to start practicing with the electric engine yeah. and figuring that out up here especially yeah like where we know that the sun is going to be minimal because i want to know how it performs with low solar mm -hmm. and then obviously it's going to be different if we go to california mexico there's going to be a lot more sun and I'll, i wanted to see how it performed with in worst case scenario yeah. basically so that's just not going to happen there's just no way we're going to get it done i don't think before we 
need to leave. So we're just going to kind of <clears throat> cart it around with us. Yeah, so like 450 to 500 pounds of electrical engine components are going to be coming with us. So sad. It is very sad. But there was other projects to do. So remember you had said, and I like kind of blew it off. and like, okay, Kyle, whatever he said. You were talking about how the reverberation in the engine felt different. Yeah, 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 and yeah. And it did turn out. And I out was right. That we got was bulk help. Like a 20 foot long piece of dried up, really tight bulk help wrapped around the shaft of the sail drive yeah. and then just barely around the propeller, but enough where the propeller hits, like would hit it, but not cut it. And so <laughs> there was a reverberation, and I was right. There was a piece of Cheers. bulk help wrapped yeah. around our sail drive. And I, I tried to pull it off the night before so the yard closed, and, and so they were like, they were like, uh, "You need to leave. It's five thirty. And I was like, "I'm just getting." He's like, "No, now." And I was like, "All right." So I had to leave the bull kelp on there overnight, <laughs> let it dry out and get really gross. That's funny. But yeah, there was bull kelp wrapped around it. Yeah. I was right, which I felt very, very good about. <laughs> I still, I'm still feeling good about you, that. You do. You look yeah. very smug and, and proud uh, that yeah. you were right about that. Yeah. But yeah, so there were other projects. The keel? Yeah, so the keel, it had a, um, a piece at the trailing edge of the keel was slightly separated from the hull. Yeah, which we saw um, when we were survey. doing the survey. We, well, we it was saw still it watertight, when we were yeah. there. Yeah. The, the, um surveyor mm -hmm. he said it's a very common thing that happens with sailboats like the trailing edge will just pull away a little bit um, and he said you just do some uh, 5200 sealant on it it's just like a 3m product that's basically it turns into concrete essentially it's like grout for your bathroom but it will never ever ever come off it's mm -hmm. meant to be permanent forever sealing and he said so every time you get hauled out just check it and he said if it's if it's looking like it's cracked or anything like that, he said just sand it out and redo it. And so um, this was my first time ever doing it. And so I did the coat of that, and I got the one that was 24-hour seal. You're supposed to get the one that's a week. It takes a week to mm -hmm. cure, but we just didn't have enough time. Right. Um, we were only hauled out for six days, and it needed seven days to fully cure. Okay. And then after it fully cured, I needed to paint it. Yeah. And that was two days I needed to paint it because I'd have to do one coat, let it sit for 24 hours, a second coat, let it sit for 24 hours, and then it could go back in the water. Yeah. So it, there was just no time. I had to do the 24-hour one. But I checked it the next morning. It was rock hard, like solid, a solid seal all the way around. And so I did everything I could to make sure that fitting, I kind of lightly sanded the edges, lightly sanded everything so there was nice... Um, fitting points and nice spots for the sealant to mm -hmm. adhere to right on the keel and on the hull. So that went well. And then I did bottom paint. There were, the bottom paint was pretty good. It mm -hmm. had been redone before our last haul out. Well, you sanded first. Wasn't That was annoying because you had to tent. I had to tent. Yeah, I had to tent and do sanding. You were supposed to do it with a vacuum sander, but I didn't have a vacuum sander. So I just did the sanding with my uh, dry vac on. Mm -hmm. My wet dry vac was on, pulling it all in as I sanded, so I had the nozzle with me. So that was not annoying, but just 
odd. Yeah. You know, it's a huge, massive yard, and it's a little, it's a spot little tiny areas. spot that I yeah. had to see. So they made me tent and do all that, but yeah. it was fine. It was what it was. I got it sealed. I got the stuff on it cured in twenty four hours. I did the coat of bottom paint. Um, there were some spots on the keel where the uh, anti fouling paint had worn away a little bit, and so some of the some of the iron was exposed mm-hmm. and had a little bit of rust so around the edge of the keel at the top i should have said before i sealed it i actually did some rust lock mm-hmm. paint which is like a metallic paint you do that stops corrosion and then also just creates kind of a sealant over any rusted spots but um, our keel had been sounded and everything and there was no water intrusion um, the keel was good in yeah. good shape there was just the little tiny crack at the top but there was no water intrusion in the boat. The keel bolts in the boat were shiny, new, not rusted, and set well. Yeah. So we knew that that wasn't an issue and that the keel wasn't damaged internally or anything or leaking or, or anything like that. Thank God. Yeah, that would be expensive. So I did the rust lock seal. Then I did the 3M sealant. Then I did the bottom paint. Mm-hmm. And I painted over any of the spots that I, I did the... Uh, rust lock on mm-hmm. on the keel as well because yeah. there were some spots with rust showing through and so I got some little barnacles scraped off of where the anti-fouling paint was gone yeah and so I got those scraped off got the it was pretty clean metal though. cleaned up yeah the, it's in great shape I mean we saw it just months ago uh, two months before three months before yeah. and it looked great so yeah it just needed a little bit more bottom paint not even a full coat on the whole thing or anything. Yeah. Um, and then the rudder had some uh, spots that could use some paint touch-up too. So I just I did pretty much the whole rudder. The paint's uh, expensive. It's so expensive. It's like for a gallon of it. Well, I did. I bought a pint of yeah. it, and it was sixty-eight dollars for a pint. Yeah. So it a gallon of it's like two hundred something dollars it's crazy crazy. but we didn't need a ton of it and so i just did the trailing edge of the rudder the trailing edge of the keel any spots that had um any kind of anything showing through or spots that looked like you can kind of tell where the anti-fouling is not the thickest because it'll start getting some of the gunk on the bottom and so i just cleaned that off and repainted that spot and did two coats everywhere that i saw anything any issues yeah and that was over two days so I did that. Other projects, I did a bunch of stuff. I just don't little remember. stuff. None of the stuff. None of the stuff I we needed to wanted. get done. Got well, we done. needed to do the name, but you didn't get around to that because no. well, we both you need kind of two hands with that, yeah. and we couldn't really just leave the cats and the dog behind, and yeah. there was nowhere for Pilot to go in the yard, so he'd no. have to stay in the car. That means running the car. So it never made sense. No, no. Um, and then you had work to do, yeah, and the website, and photos, and stuff. And so. all that. So the name didn't get done. I really wanted to replace the faucets in both bathrooms, Yeah. because the ones that come with the boat are really small, Yeah. and which makes sense. But they're kind of hard to use. Yeah. And I have, like, I don't know, some hand pain that just... Little small movements like that are painful. Yeah. So 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 I really wanted those switched out. Plus... Yeah, aesthetically, they aren't great. No. So Um, I needed to get those switched out, which I didn't get to. Well, 
so a lot of this the time to get to the yard and back to the hotel is three hours yeah so it makes for very long days for me yeah so i get up early leave early get back i leave the yard right at 5 30 basically between 5 and 5 30 i don't get back to the hotel till almost seven yeah um, and then with rush hour, sometimes it was 7.30 or later that I wouldn't even... So I was gone 12 hours a day yeah. just to go to the yard. And then by the time I got up here and felt like I had all this time to do stuff, like the time just just disappeared when I got so here. so fast around this boat. <clears throat> like when I got back and smelled that the fridge and freezer had obviously shut off because yeah. I didn't turn on the inverter. I didn't do anything to prepare well, for that. Well, I don't think the batteries would have lasted anyway if i had turned the inverter on it would have pulled solar and it they probably would have kept going oh. for quite a while and it, it i could have made use of the other batteries too and i could have i you can't turn on the engine or anything to charge them no. which i i thought i was going to have shore power in the yard because i had seen that at yeah. other yards and every other yard i'd been to had they had that option at least i knew it would cost more that's why i asked them here if they had electric hookups <laughs> and I should have said shore power hookups, yeah, not electric hookups. Well, um, so well, we learned that lesson and lost groceries, but that took forever right. to clean out the fridge and the freezer to get everything lowered down off the boat into the car, take the car to the dumpster, yeah, unload everything, get back, and then clean out the fridge and the freezer that now stunk, yeah, and then that was half of the first day was gone. <laughs> Yeah, and then the second really half of the annoying. day was moving the engine onto the boat, and then that whole day was gone. I mm-hmm. I did nothing. I got nothing done except cleaning out the fridge and getting the stuff on the boat. That was it for the whole first eight-hour day. That's annoying. Was, that was all I, I had time and energy to do. Like there, I was just, by the time I got the last things put away and stowed safely on the boat, it was 440-ish. So I had 20 minutes to, then the second day was doing the sanding, the sealant mm-hmm. or the rust lock then the sealant and then the first coat of bottom paint was the next day and when i did that i went around and cleaned a lot of these really bad rust spots off the hull mm-hmm. that i could only get from out of the water right so i cleaned all of the oxidation off the hull because it was looking really bad in some spots um, and then i put some rust lock on some of the things that were right down near the water line that needed just a little bit of extra is that the day you saw the quail Oh, and I did see California quail, which was really cool. And then deer, like every day, were in that yard just hanging out. Nature. And eagles, bald eagles were everywhere, which was really cool. It was beautiful. Like, it was was really a cool place, but the time just, from the second I got there to when I left, it felt like 10 minutes. Like, the whole day would just disappear so fast. And it was, like, our first time, like, kind of being apart. Yeah. For, for like a long periods of time which was which was kind of weird i didn't like it. it like the hotel room was so like quiet and and boring and i like missed the boat like having a bed was nice yeah like a, a nice you know in an unlimited bed. hot shower that was kind of nice but i missed the boat <laughs> yeah i liked being here on the boat but i didn't like being on the boat with it out of the water just yeah. it feels wrong it does <laughs> It's so odd. Weird. So so we didn't get much done. As yeah, far like as just, projects go, just which tenting. Is, 
the stupid keel. Yeah. Tenting the keel took me probably two hours to get it because it was so windy. I had to tape everything on the bottom down, raise it up, tape it. Then inevitably the bottom had blown off and the tape wouldn't hold anymore. So I had to switch to duct tape because the masking tape and painter's tape wasn't holding because of the wind. So it was just... It now was I know just, why people, like, haul out for, like, months yeah, at a yeah. time. I mean, like, you, you need it, yeah. If you have time. other stuff going on in your life, which also we had a vet appointment oh, for yeah. a pilot that That's we had right. to get to yeah. on one of the days we were hauled out where I knew I wasn't going to be able to get any work done. That's right, yeah, and we so kind of blew it, that it day. Was, it was just that whole day I didn't even go to the boat, I don't think. No, I think we went for, like, a hike and stuff. Yeah, because like, by the time I got there... And had to get back for pilot's appointment. I would have only gotten to be there for about an hour and a half. Yeah. And that's just not worth it for no. a three-hour drive. It's crazy. So that day the paint was drying anyway. And so it was the following day that I did the last coat. And then the day after that we were back We were back in the water. Yeah. So it like the time just went too fast. And yeah. I just didn't get anything I wanted to get done done. Yeah. I mean the most important thing was getting the keel sealed. Which, that was the most yeah, important thing that needed to get done after the engine. Yeah, the other stuff we could kind of do when it's in the water. Yeah, most of it. Yeah. Yeah, but so, it was a it was a stressful week, an exhausting week, mm-hmm. an expensive week of driving. So, well then, you know, after the week was done, we checked out of the hotel. We drove back up here. We parked by the office and we well, we got here right in time for the boat to be put back into the water. Yeah, yeah. We cut it pretty close, actually. I think we pulled <laughs> in kind of, and they were like, we saw the travel lift he- heading to the DIY yard, yeah. which means it was going for our boat because yeah. ours was the next appointment. Yeah. So we were cutting it close that day, too, because we had to get checked out of the hotel, do a sweep of the hotel room, make sure we didn't leave anything, and then get Drive from Redmond to, yeah. to Anacortes. Yeah, so it was so it was exhausting. Part the car, I stayed in it with the animals, and then I I don't know, for some reason I just didn't really want to watch It's nerve-wracking. The it's, boat go it's back. It's so stressful watching the boat move like half a mile yeah. on land yeah. by just these two little straps holding it. Yeah. It was very stressful. Um, and through a very tight yard where they were going within about a foot of other boats. Mm-hmm. And around cars, and cars driving. And, yeah. yeah, traffic driving around. People like going could around care people. less. It's yeah. like, that's my home that you're cutting off Yeah, just to get... Five feet further ahead of them <laughs> yeah, I guess. on a road that goes like nowhere. So This is so crazy. And so, But when it got to where they were going to lower it down into the water, you came and grabbed the cats we put them in the wagon and i grabbed the dog and then we kind of watched it being lowered yeah. into the water which was pretty cool yeah yep and then we hopped aboard and put it back on a side tie and then i don't know tomorrow we have to leave oh yeah we're going right back to the slip that we were at at the end of the fuel dock kind of right down there we yeah. have that slip for tonight and then tomorrow we gotta we gotta leave and then, they don't have any space. So, so. we got to figure that out because I don't want to leave the rental car up here. We can't leave the rental car again, so which means I'm going to go solo from here to, to Kingston. Kingston. With the pets, I assume I'm keeping on the boat? Yeah. Because you can't take the pets in the car. 
I mean, you could, but yeah. that would be weird. And they could just be on the boat. Oh, so we should mention that we did exchange the Yukon for a smaller vehicle. Yeah. We got the Kia Sportage. After we had the engine put on the boat. We, right. We did. We did that immediately. So I can drive that. The Yukon, yes. I, I did not no. want to drive. I don't even think it would fit in, like, the hotel garage, but... It was very tight. Yeah. That was crazy. So yeah. we switched that out. So... I guess I'm going to drive that down to Edmonds, onto the ferry, and over to Kingston. In time to, to rope you in and tie you up. And I guess, yeah. I guess. I so don't know. I leave Anacortes at 8. I should be, be able to get down to day. Kingston for 3 or 4. I'm going to have to motor. Like, there's no way I, don't, I could sail myself. No. That would be... We're not ready for that, I don't no. think. No. So, that'll be it, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But So, that's the plan for tomorrow. Tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm a little nervous now. Yeah. Yeah. I, if, yeah. I mean, the weather in the strait looks good. I think I saw it's supposed to top out at, like, eight knots or something. Mm. And I should be going through at a flood, not at an ebb. Which should be good. So, that should be fun. I mean, that sounds good. <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess... It'll be interesting. It always is. It's always interesting. Whether it goes our way or, or doesn't, it's never boring. Yeah, I, it was uh, not as productive of a haul no, as we needed. But it, we got the things that had to get done, done. And now we get to go grocery shopping. Yay! <laughs> And we'll talk to you next time. Yep. Hopefully we'll be back in Port of Kingston. We'll be somewhere. Sure. Surely we'll be somewhere. (laughs) Oh, dear. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of Piloting Aeroleaf. If you'd like to learn more about me or Kyle or our animals, check us out at pilotingaeroleaf.com. You can also send us some support on patreon.com slash pilotingaeroleaf. Thank you. See you next time.